you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Mike Filipkowski, and today we're talking about what's been going on buzzing around the NFL recently, the Matthew Stafford-Jared Goff trade, the first trade in NFL history between two number one overall picks. Jared Goff goes to the Lions, Matthew Stafford will go to the Rams, and a few other first round, second round picks will be going to the Lions as well in exchange for Matthew Stafford. Now, folks, I told you I told you about Jared Goff. He's not a good quarterback. You know, the whole reason why the Rams didn't make it further this season was because of Jared Goff. And, you know, look, he held them back. You know, in a loss to the Jets, arguably the worst team in football at the time, like, he was terrible. You can't lose to the Jets. And, you know, I said this over and over again, Jared Goff, he's just not a good quarterback. He doesn't fit the NFL today. He's not a strong enough passer to be a pocket passer, and he doesn't have good enough movement to get outside the pocket. And this is with Sean McVay, who I consider to be one of the better NFL head coaches, you know, scheming routes with, you know, they have two pretty good wide receivers, I think, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are two really, really good wide receivers. Um, and to have them both at one and two is 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 probably a dream. You know, Josh, they have some, they have Reynolds, uh, you know, Higby, and they have some decent tight ends, I think Everett's another tight end. So they have some good, you know, good pieces offensively for him to work with. Um, a really solid offensive line, a three-headed rushing attack, and he couldn't get it done. And I, look, I'm not saying that Jared Goff can never succeed, but his throwing motion in my eyes is really, really disgusting. It's not, it's not natural. It's, it's out of the ordinary. And obviously if you really can't find a lot of a success on a team like the Rams, which, you know, I think is a pretty well-built team overall, then it's pretty difficult to go somewhere else and expect you to have more success. And, you know, obviously I think he needs to grow as a player. I don't know how much he's going to be able to do that in Detroit though. You know, Detroit is might not be the best place for a young quarterback to kind of reset his feet and 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 grow a little bit more. You know, I think ever since the Super Bowl versus the Patriots, Jared Goff has kind of been figured out by the NFL. He hasn't really scared many teams. I mean, look, he's played some nice games, but you know, I think Sean McVay, like like the rest of us, just probably assume figured that Jared Goff wasn't the guy. And you know, going forward, you know, this is going to be. Something that the Lions will have to work through. Obviously, the Lions are in a rebuild um, right now. They're probably going to be shedding a lot of a lot of pieces and change for draft capital. Um, 
you know, Jared Goff is really probably not going to have that much to work with. He's got a brand new head coach and all sorts of stuff like that. So this is going to be this is going to be very, very, very interesting to see how he, you know, what happens with him this next year in Detroit. You know, for Detroit, ultimately, you know, who will we'll see who wins the trade. I, it, you know, I think for the worst, the worst thing that Detroit could expect is a mutually beneficial trade, um, because listen. Matthew Stafford wanted out. I think Dan Campbell wanted a new start. I don't think you were going to see anything materialize from there. You know, obviously, I think a lot of people think that Matthew Stafford's career has been wasted in Detroit. And I think to a certain extent, that's quite quite true. Um, he doesn't get a lot of media attention. He's made one playoff game. I don't think he's ever won one. Um, he's lost a ton of games, even though he's had like 31 game-winning drives. You know, this is a mutually beneficial trade at worst for at worst for the Lions. If Matthew Stafford goes out and plays terribly, well then, you know I don't think you're no you're no worse off than you were before. But now you've got a couple extra picks and you shed his you know you shed his contract. You do pick up Jared Goff's contract, which is quite mighty, I'll say. But you know if you're in a rebuild and you know who knows maybe Jared Goff's able to fix it. I don't think he'll be able to. I just don't think he's that good. But you know, for the Lions, you're going to get some picks. You just kind of have to reset the whole organization. And, you know, a lot of people are making fun of what Dan Campbell said. Obviously, he wants to go break out, break some kneecaps and stuff like that. And obviously, best of luck to him in doing that. Um, but, you know, I think what he really was, you know, trying to get across is that he wants to reinstitute a new culture. Um not a Matt Patricia culture, which is just a less successful version of the Patriots culture, but a new culture that's probably more Detroit-oriented. I hope it works for the sake of Detroit fans. They deserve more. Um, I think Dan Campbell understands that. I'm not going to lie. I think this next season for Detroit is probably going to be pretty rough. I, there's really not that many bright spots left. Um, I mean, obviously, they got some nice pieces, DeAndre Swift, but they're going to have to put some nice drafts together, make some nice moves um, to really be considered a, a competitor. I don't think this is this upcoming year is the year for them. You know, obviously, uh, obviously, you know, we'll see what happens in the, in the coming months. And there's a long off season to go. We haven't even finished this season, um, but there's a lot to be said. I think the lions, you know, they needed this reset and, I think it's a positive for him, even if Matthew Stafford goes out and plays great, because you know nothing was going to happen anyways with him. So I think it's kind of a moot point. Now moving on to the Rams, because I think that this is probably the more far, the far more interesting story, is suddenly you know obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is now by far and away the worst quarterback in the NFC West, and we can get that that we, that can be set straight. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is not good. And it's just going to be, you know, if he ends up playing again another season in San Francisco, it's going to become more apparent that guys like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Matthew Stafford are far above and away better competitors and better players than Jimmy G is. Also, they're more healthy. Um, but that, you know, I, I think that's just another story. Um, the NFC West, we've talked about it extensively. It's an incredibly, you know, competitive division. Uh, obviously, the Rams and the Seahawks both made the make the playoffs this year. Um, you know, the Rams at this point look like they're going to make it again, make the playoffs again next year and probably a deeper run. Um, this division is going to be incredibly difficult to play in. You know, 
I, I think that to win this division, you're going to be, need to be an incredible team because, you know, the Seahawks have pieces, but it seems to me, and I've said this before, is that they're, you know, they're too Russell Wilson reliant and, and that's part of their problem. And when he's not playing at his absolute best, the team loses, right? We'll see if DK can make those strides. Obviously, the Cardinals have a lot of issues of their own. You know, obviously, they got to figure out how to win. I think next season's a real telltale season because, okay, you had this season with Kyler, you went eight and eight. You know, next year's got to be a playoff season for the for the Cardinals. Otherwise, you know, Cliff Kingsbury might be on the on the chopping block. Um, you know, the Niners obviously have a, a nice team outside of Jimmy G. If they can stay healthy, I think that a lot will improve. So for Matthew Stafford coming into this division. It's already a competitive division before he came, and I think it's all, all the more competitive now that he's there. But, you know, we have, to, we have to consider all things about the Rams because the Rams were a really, really solid team this season all around the ball, pretty much except for Jared Goff. Um, and I think we knew that coming into the season. And, you know, the Rams, uh, you know, they impressed me enough you know, when I was watching Hard Knocks that I ended up figuring that they'd be a playoff team. Um, they were a really good team, and I, I think teams are afraid of them, just not afraid of Jared Goff. And, you know, last thing on Jared Goff before we really move on is that, you know, obviously I really don't think he's a good player, but a lot of respect to him for going out, you know, after he broke his thumb, going out, playing a game, beating the Seahawks, and then going up there and to Green Bay and playing that game out. A lot of respect towards him. Obviously, you know, don't think he's that great of a player, but he won my respect in those games when he played. But let's talk about Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, it's really difficult. You know, I think there are a lot of camps of Matthew Stafford. There are the camps where he's way overrated. And then the, the camps camps where, well, he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. You know, there are a lot of different camps about Matthew Stafford. And I, I think it's, unfair to kind of put him in one of them because I think that he's a really talented player. I think that he has talent and he still does, you know, he's made no look throws. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and talked about it earlier on this season. Um, you know, there, there's a, there's a certain aspect of Matthew Stafford. That's he's, he's tough. He's going to play through, you know, any little, you know, you know, injuries, and he's going to make, you know, he's a playmaker and he can do all that. And I think that's true. Um, but we also, we also have to remember that Matthew Stafford has really never had a lot of pressure on him to win. And it's it wasn't because um, he didn't want to win. It's just because the team around him was so bad that if they went seven and nine, it was considered a good season. Right. I mean, they went 10 and six one time and everyone was blown away, although they did choke at the end and should have won the division, but they didn't. But that's another story for another day. But, you know, Matthew Stafford, I think, is a really talented player. And I think that he has the capabilities to lead it, lead the Rams to the playoffs. But so did Jared Goff. You know, whatever you have to say about Jared Goff, he led this team to the playoffs as well. So that has to be said. Right. And, you know, you can say, well, he's not good. And he isn't. But he still led them to 10 wins, you know, and, and they still were a competitive team during the season. Right. And so, you know, obviously, you know, 
Matthew Stafford kind of has to do better than that. That's the expectation, right? And so when we look at Matthew Stafford, you know, this season he was the 14th out of 38 QBs. And I think that he's probably a little bit higher than that in actuality, um, maybe around 10. Uh, you know, we'll see how we'll see how he plays. You know, obviously they have a really, really solid team around him. But I'll tell you what, that offensive line isn't getting any younger. You know, Whitworth is not getting any younger next year. I think he'll play next year. Um, but he's not getting any younger. And obviously he ended up tearing his ACL. Um or MCL, he tore something and ended up coming back. But I think what we really have to consider is, you know, Matthew Stafford needs to, you know, this season, obviously in the past, he's been a little turnover prone, you know, loosey-goosey with the ball at points. And I think he really needs to quiet that down because this team is too good to not make the NFC Championship. Like this team is too good overall. Now, what I will say is, this team also doesn't have that many years left, right? I mean, you know, we look at the cap where they are now, they're 35 million over projected for next season. They got to sign some guys as well. They got to sign Leonard Floyd, Ashawn Robinson, John Johnson, and Gerald Effort. So they have to sign some people as well. And, you know, whether or not that's, you know, whether or not what they're able to do, you know, it's pretty important because. This team really doesn't have that much room to get incredibly better, right? They don't have a first-round pick. They got a second, a third, a sixth, and a seventh this year. That's it. And it's, I think it's pretty unlikely that they're going to trade for another pick because then they're going to be giving up more in the following years, right? And so the question is, is... How do they keep this team together, which is obviously really, really good? How do they keep this team together long enough to win a Super Bowl? And I, I really don't know. I think they got maybe two or three years because they're not going to have many picks. Obviously, none of these guys are getting any younger. And, you know, the team itself is not going to be very deep. And I think that's something very important to consider. This team is not going to be deep at all. They don't have the depth that they're – that you know, one would think they're having um, because they have too many high price salaries. You know, they have three guys with the $20 million cap hit or above, right? And then they have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Whitworth with all, you know, 14, 13, and 11 respectively, right? And Leonard Florida, his projected market value is 13 million and Ashawn Robinson's projected market value is 10 million. So, you know, they're going to have to make some moves. They might have to restructure some contracts. It's going to be a difficult, difficult season for the Rams uh, front office, right? To keep a, a team like this together um, because this team is really, really talented. And we saw that this season, their defense played excellent. Obviously, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, some of the best players in the NFL. Um, Jalen Ramsey was excellent, excellent this season. And, you know, I think that really showed um, Aaron Donald was incredible, the number one graded player, uh, number one graded uh, defensive interior uh, if, <laughs> defensive interior lineman at 94.2, which is insane. Um, that's out of 100, I believe, as well. So they have a really good team. 
right? There aren't that many, you know, the team is not going to be extremely deep and they're going to have to make some moves, but the team is going to be really, really good. Will Matthew Stafford fit in? Well, number one, you know, obviously he's playing in LA in a beautiful stadium. I don't think weather's going to be an issue. Whether, you know, he's going from indoor to LA, I don't think that's going to be much of an issue. I think what we have to consider is, you know, will Matthew Stafford succeed? I think right now it's early to say. It's too early to tell. Um, but I think, you know, obviously he's going to have a great level of success down there in, in L.A. The question is, is what success for Matthew Stafford, right, is is good enough, right? Is it a Super Bowl? Are we talking NFC Championship game? Or do you want to go to the divisional? Like, what's the deal? What's the expectation? Because last year, like, think about it this way. This team does not have that many years left with most of these guys because they're too good to be paid. You know, they're too good to – this team is too good, right, to be to be at the cap where they are now. Like, they're, they have too many – they're going to have too many contracts that they have to re-sign, and, you know, they're going to lose some players in free agency. That, that goes without saying. And – I think what we have to like what we have to what we have to understand is what are the expectations? And I think the expectations are for next year. Like this team, the reason why McVay gave away so much of the future is because he's focusing on the present, right? This team's not gonna have any picks for a while. So that tells me that they're focusing on the now because they believe that they can win now. And I believe that's true. But what happens if that doesn't happen? Like, the NFC is still a competitive place. You still have Tom Brady who's going to be there next year. And, and obviously the Bucs will have their own front office problems this offseason. But the Bucs are still going to be a really, really excellent team. You know, the question is, you know, what – you know, I think the expectations have to kind of be within the next two seasons you have to get to a Super Bowl, right? You have to get to one because without that – You've literally given up your whole future because the Rams, you know, maybe five to seven years are not going to be a very good team, right? Because they're just not going to have the picks, they're not going to have the depth. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying that's a possibility. And thus, if you don't get to Super Bowl again, like you've already gotten to one with Goff, right? You got to the divisional round last year. So that tells me you have to, if you're going to bring in Matthew Stafford and you're going to give away all these picks, you have to do better than the divisional round. And that's either NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. Essentially, that's what it is. And I think within the next two years, I think the expectation for Matthew Stafford is you got to get us to a Super Bowl, right? Can he do that? I honestly don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. It's really early to tell right now. This trade is very, very now-centric, right? It's very, very, we're going to win. Now. We have to win now because we we're not going to have those opportunities later on, right, in five to six years. We have these opportunities now, so we're going to take advantage of them. And, you know, whether it works out or not, I think it's going to work probably pretty well. But you have to be, you know, for next season, and I'm going to make sure I mark this down, but we have to be considering what happens if, they underachieve. Let's say they go eight and eight. You know, then it's going to look like a bad trade. I say within the next two years, if they don't get to a Super Bowl, right, or they're not, you know, competitive in an NFC championship game, I'll look at this trade as a failure. Because to me, you could have held on to those picks. 
you could have traded away Goff. I don't know. You 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 could have gotten a better first round pick, a younger quarterback who's had made you know a different you know you could have gotten a quarterback who's had more success in the playoffs than Matthew Stafford. Like you know Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. He's had some really nice seasons. You know, but he hasn't been successful in the playoffs. And in terms of winning, you know. A lot of people don't like to use winning as a as a quarterback only stat, and neither do I, right? But he die, he has not won that many games, right? And that's just something we have to consider. Over the past couple of years, and I, you know, I saw Sam put this out the other day. I mean, Matthew Stafford's just been an average quarterback, and I think part of that's being in Detroit, right? But it's almost as if if he's not playing at an incredible level, did they give up too much for him? Right? Did they give it too much? Is Matthew Stafford going to be worth that much? And that's another question that's going to be answered. Because let's say they go to the divisional round next year and lose. Right? Let's say they have the exact same result as they did this year. What well, what does that mean? Like, okay, you did the exact same thing you did last year, except you did it and you gave away picks, and now we have to go back and we have to re-sign all these guys. We have a lot of, you know, we have contracts coming up. We got to do all this sorts of stuff. And we we made zero improvement. You know, I talk about it all the time. The whole the whole goal, the whole goal of an NFL team is to win a Super Bowl, right? The goal is to put together a team that can win a Super Bowl, right? And it's incredibly important to have a quarterback who can win you the Super Bowl, Right? Matthew Stafford, I believe, can do that. And I believe that the Rams will be an extremely competitive team in, in the couple of years going forward. But if they're not, this could end up being one of, one of the worst decisions in NFL history. Now, I think we have to talk about Stafford as well because, you know, injury is definitely more of a problem with him next year than it has been in the past. And... You know, Matthew Stafford, I think he's 33 now going on 34. So he's not he's not young. Obviously, you know, Tom Brady is the upper, upper, upper outlier. But, you know, he's, he's you know, with with most quarterbacks, he's probably getting towards the end of his career, um, you know, thereabouts. He, he did have injuries this year. So, you know, I, I think and we, when we talk about who won this trade, I, I think that the Lions had to win the – are, right now, the Lions win the trade. Now, I think that even if Stafford goes out there and wins the Super Bowl, it really, I don't think the Lions lose the trade because they, they wouldn't be any worse off than they were, right? Because they weren't winning the Super Bowl with Stafford. They, you know, they weren't doing anything incredible with Stafford. But I think that if they don't make an NFC Championship game or a Super Bowl, I really think LA has really lost this trade because now you've locked yourself up into this contract and you're going to have to work your way out of this. And that's probably going to be pretty murky because you have some guys on this team that you're going to need to re-sign. And the Rams are a really good team, but you know, the questions are going to start to come in the next couple of years. If this doesn't work out, I think it will work out, but we'll have to see next year. How good is this team? Is this team capable of just a playoff run? Are they just competitors or are they Super Bowl competitors and can they make it there? I think that's a lot of questions that need to be answered. It's obviously early right now. It's too early to say who won the trade 
Obviously, I think the, it was great for the Lions. I think it was great for the Rams. Both these teams got something that they needed out of this trade. And we'll see how successful it is for the Rams because I think that's really important. And for the Lions, they really need to take advantage of these draft picks. They need to be really, really good with them, right? I'm, you can't draft another running back. Like, you, you can't. You need to start building up the base. You need to start building up the lines. You need to start you need to get yourselves a quarterback at some point, right? Obviously not this year. You got Goff, you're going to roll with him for a year because you don't have enough space. You're not going to put a guy behind Goff, and you're not going to – you're not going to say golf. Like, that's just not happening with this contract. You're, if anything, you're going to put him out there and say, well, he gets injured, he gets injured. Can't do anything about it. So really, really crucial what's going to happen in these next couple of years. That it was a great trade. Um, mutually beneficial for probably all parties. I think golf probably needed a restart. I think Stafford definitely needed a restart. And we'll see just how successful it is. I like the Rams right now. But next season, be wary of these two things. They're not going to have much depth. Right, because they got too many contracts to sign, and you know, big games. Matthew Stafford historically has never played exceedingly well in those. So we'll see what happens. And I think the NFC West is going to be increasingly interesting, and the NFC North got less interesting. So that's all I got today. That's the Matthew Stafford Jared Goff trade review, and at least in my eyes. And uh, we'll see what happens next year. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Master Plan. taking it iggy or curry of everyone on golden state open shot fate of the universe on the line or the martians have the death beam pointed at earth you better hit it i want iguadala